Hi everyone, welcome to Spanglish from Friends. At the end of the podcast, do not forget to add yourself, share and visit us on Facebook at the group English with Yola with a Y. Today, we are going to continue reading the book Becoming from Michelle Obama, Chapter 7, Page 90. This was the same summer, too, when people I loved started to die. Robbie, my grand aunt, my rigid taskmaster of a piano teacher, passed away in June, bequeathing her house on Oakley to my parents allowing them to become homeowners for the first time. Southside died a month later after having suffered with advanced lung cancer. His lung health due that doctors were untrustworthy, having kept him from any sort of timeline intervention. After Southside's funeral, My mother's enormous family peeled into his snug little home. Alone, with a smattering of friends and neighbors. I felt the warm talk of the past and the melancholy of absence. All of it a little jarring, accustomed as I was to the hermetic and youthful world of college. It was something deeper than what I normally felt at school. The slow shift of generational years, my kid cousins were full grown. My aunts had grown old. There were new babies and new spouses, a jazz album routed from the home-built stereo shelves in the dining room. And we dined on a potluck brought by loved ones, baked ham, gel of malt, and casseroles, but outside himself was gone. I was painful, but time pushed us all forward. Each spring, corporate recruited the descended of the Princeton campus, aiming themselves at the graduating seniors. You had to see a classmate who normally dressed in ratty jeans in an untucked short crossing campus in a penny street suit and understand that, page 91, he or she was destined for a Manhattan scrapekeeper. It happened quickly. This vocational sudden The bankers, lawyers, doctors, and executives of tomorrow hastily migrating toward their next launch pad. Whether it was graduate school or a Cauchy Fortune 500 training program job, I'm certain that there were others among us who followed their hearts into education the arts and non-profit work, or who went off on Peace Corps missions, or to serve in the military, 
but I knew very few of them. I was busy climbing my ladder, which was steady and practical and aimed straight up. If I had stopped to think about it, I might have realized that I was burnt out by school, by the grain of lectures, papers, and exams, and probably would have benefited from doing something different. Instead, I took the LSAT, wrote my senior thesis, and dutifully reached for the next rank, applying to the best law schools in the country. I saw myself as a smart, analytical, and ambitious. I had been raised on festive dinner table debates with my parents. I could argue a point down to its theoretical sense and prided myself on never rolling over in a conflict. Was this not the stuff lawyers were made of? I figured it was. I can admit now that I was driven not just by logic, but by some reflexive wish for other people's approval. Two, when I was a kid, I quietly basked in the warmth that floated in my weight any time I announced to a teacher, a neighbor, or one of Robbie's church court friends that I wanted to be a pediatrician. My, isn't that impressive? Their expressions were said. I reveled it in it. Years later, it was really no different. Professors, relatives, random people I met asked what was the next for me. And when I mentioned I was bound for law school, Harvard Law School, as it turned out, the affirmation was overwhelming. I was applauded just for getting in, even if the truth was I had somehow squeezed enough the wait list. But I was in. People looked at me as if I already had made my mark on the world. This may be the fundamental problem with caring a lot about what others think. It can put you on the established path, the my isn't that impressive path, and keep you there for a long time. Maybe it stops you from serving, from ever even consider a serve, because while you risk losing in terms of other people's high regard can feel too closely. Maybe you spent three years in Massachusetts studying constitutional page 92 law and discussing the relative merits of exclusionary vertical agreements in antitrust cases. For some, this might be truly interesting, but for you, it is not. Maybe during those three years you make friends. You will love and respect forever. People who seem genuinely called to the bloodless intricacies of the law. But you 
yourself are not cold. This is everything for today. We we'll see you tomorrow to continue this wonderful book.